are welcome to Faith to Faith broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Glory to God. Are you ready today? Uh, if you have things to write down, get down notes. It will help you a great deal. Um, I'm going to approach it from two ways. We will, at a point, it will be like we're preaching. At a point, it will be like we're discussing. Amen. Alright, but the aim is that at the end of the day, we'll get it. We'll get it. Hallelujah. This evening, I want to talk to you about what I've titled... Covenant mindset for singles. Covenant mindset for singles. The last time we had a session like this, I tried to touch on issues that relate to mindset. Covenant mindset for singles. I'll start by saying that Jesus made a statement. He said that we are in this world, but what? We are not of the world. And also, in scriptures, we are made to understand that the day we got born again. The rules change for us. Hallelujah. Fishes swim. Birds fly. If a fish decides to fly, something is wrong. The day a bird decides to swim, something is wrong. Because it is not designed to do that. Are you understanding me? Now, we must understand that the life of an unbeliever is totally different from the life of a believer. Our motivations are not the same. Our Pursuits are not the same. We might have similar challenges, sometimes even similar experiences, but our responses are not supposed to be the same. Is that understood? Why? Because we are in a covenant. We're in a covenant. And the way marriage was taught from scripture, it was always taught with the understanding or the concept of covenant. Why was marriage presented as a covenant? Because God believes that you already know what a covenant is. Amen. Okay? 
that you already know what a covenant is. Then he says, the marriage also is a covenant. Paul was speaking, and then he talked about how the relationship between the husband and the wife is like the relationship between Christ and the church. Why is he talking like that? Because you already know what the relationship between Christ and the church is. So he says, now in the same way that this marriage relationship is a type of Christ and the church. So if you are the husband, you are in the place of Christ. If you are the wife, you are in the place of the church. That means that God wanted you to function with the idea of marriage the same way you function with the idea of the covenant you have with God. Amen. Am I communicating? So when we talk about covenant mindset, we're trying to say that there's a way to think as a single that must be based on the understanding of the covenants you are in. Sometimes believers ask questions. They say, okay, if, um, if, uh, can I do so, so and so? And you know why you are asking that question? You are asking that question because you are still judging your relationship based on the other relationship you saw on the streets. But it's not the same. Amen. It's not the same. That means that the reason why I as a believer get into a relationship is different from the reason why an unbeliever gets into a relationship. A great wise man once said, where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. That means that because I have a covenant, the purpose for this relationship is different. But the one that is not in a covenant, his purpose is also different. Now, you, if you look from Bible days, you look at people like Abraham. Abraham instructed Isaac, or rather instructed the servants, because in Abraham's day, he chose the spouse for his son. Or rather, he, it was his responsibility. You understand that? Now, Abraham said, when you go, make sure that you don't get any of the wives from Canaan. Any of the young ladies from Canaan. Why was he concerned about the kind of wife and where the wife was coming from? Why was he concerned about where the wife was coming from? Because Abraham was in a covenant. Are you understanding me? And for this covenant to be established... The first marriage that will take place in the next generation must be right. Amen. Are you understanding me? That means that he was making a decision about marriage based on covenants. Am I communicating? Every other human being anywhere can marry from anywhere. But hey, 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 I have something to deliver. Amen. I have been called a father of many nations. I'm in a covenant with God and the covenant has to be protected. The covenant, there's a purpose for this covenant. And whatever marriage is going to take place by my son must ensure that the covenant continues. Do you know one of the major things God said about Abraham? He said, I know Abraham, that he will lead his children after me. Amen. Are we together? That means that Abraham was covenant minded. Even in the choice of marriage. 
Am I communicating? Whatever Abraham, however Abraham wanted Isaac to get married, huh? is how God wants you to get married. Amen. Why? What Abraham was is what we the church are. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? Galatians 3.29 It says And if ye be Christ's then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Listen to me. It is about covenant. That's why our marriage relationships must work. Amen. It's about covenants. There was a man called Solomon. Believed to be the wisest man before Jesus came. Hallelujah. In all his wisdom, the Bible said he married 700 wives and 300 concubines. If you read his story, there's something that happened. The, word of the scripture told us that because of the so many, the Bible called them strange foreign women he got married to, his heart was sold out to their idols. Amen. What was he trying to say? Meaning that when he got married to those women that were not in the same covenant, are you understanding me? That he was in, it affected him. Am I communicating? So you know some of you hear that scripture say, um, 7 Corinthians 6, 14, he said, be not unequally yoked to unbelievers. You, you've not understood that. You know, so you ask some sisters, say, is the guy born again? Sha. <laughs> see, it's, it's not a sha thing. Are you understanding me? It's either he's born again or he's not. Are you understanding me? There's no in between. It's either he's born again or he's not. So when the scripture says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, his covenant mindset is bring, bringing to you. Are you understanding me? So, oh, the brother. It's not only sisters that have the issue. They are brothers too. Say, oh, she's so beautiful. Is she born again? Mm. Maybe we should start by asking you, are you born again? Amen. <laughs> because maybe we're even asking the wrong question. Alright? We will start with, are you born again? Because if you are, then you are getting into a marriage covenant with someone that is already in covenant with God. Amen. Am I communicating? Praise the Lord. But I want to get to a place I talked about covenant mindset. What do we mean by the mindset? We're talking about a pattern, a way of thinking that affects your choices. It affects your decisions. It affects your actions. Every individual already has a mindset.
someone said that by the time a child is born nine, he already has his own perspective of life already. <laughs> yes, Anna? You can imagine that. What we call a worldview. You know what the worldview is? Your perspective, how you see the world. So, I told a story one time about a fellow that built a house and didn't build a garage. And he died later. Now, what shocked me when he built the house was that it means that inside of him, he never imagined he would ever own a car. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Now, it's different when you're living in a house someone built for you, okay? So, you don't have a choice whatever they build. But now he was building his own house. He took time, years to build a house. In the building plan, he didn't think of a garage. That means there's no car inside him. Amen. And there's no thought or plan of ever having a car. And of course, that's what happened. That means there's a way he saw life. Like, cars belong to some people. Those of us, if everybody owns a car, who will walk on the road? <laughs> you know the people that think like that? That's his worldview. Now, listen to me. Your mindsets, alright, determines to a great extent how stable or successful your marriage will become. Your mindsets. When a man gets born again, you know, you see how the human being is. Understand how the human being is. The Bible teaches us, alright, First Thessalonians 5, 23. It explains about the fact that man is a spirit. It talks about the soul and the body. Hallelujah. Now the soul is talking about the mind of man. Do you know that your spirit gets saved instantly? The day you pray the salvation prayer, instantly your spirit was saved. Instantly you are heaven bound. You don't need to grow spiritually to go to heaven. Amen. The day you got born again, you are heaven bound. Amen. But your mind and your body... It's not instantaneous. Amen. Your mind needs see, our spirits are saved instantly. Our minds continue to be saved. Amen. Until we leave this world. Amen. Are you hearing me? For lack of a better word to use. It continues to be saved. The mind is like In the Old Testament, they had the tabernacle. And when the priest comes in there, they had what they called a basin, for, for better explanation, but it's called a laver. It's filled with water. You must wash your hand and your feet before you enter. Are you understanding me? What that laver is, alright, is because the person has gathered dust on his feet. Are you understanding me? 
Huh? So he has to wash his feet. So even Jesus was teaching them about feet washing. He said, hey, 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 he that's already washed doesn't need to take his bath again. He's saved. He doesn't need to be saved again. He said, but he needs to wash his feet. Amen. Your feet, figuratively, is the mind. With your feet, you touch the earth. Your mind is what touches the world. Amen. It needs to be constantly renewed. Am I communicating? Good. Now, I came here because I want to say this. For that reason, in this our mind, we have thoughts that have been planted. The language that Paul used in 2 Corinthians is that he called them strongholds. That they control what you do. Some of those thoughts are thoughts of fear. If someone grew up in a place where before you eat food, you have to fight. Are you understanding me? Maybe you are just maybe you grew up in a camp. Are you understanding me? IDP. <laughs> Internally displaced camp. You understand that? That's where you grew up. And then in a place where when they come with food, they throw ah, I'm going to rush. You have grown up now. You are an adult. You are wondering now you're walking in Chevron. It's time for lunch. You're still rushing. You're still, you're still rushing. You don't know what's doing you. You, you don't know what's... It's that same thing. It's that thing. It's that thing. No, let no, no, get it before. But this food is enough for everybody. It's a stronghold. Am I communicating? You know, okay. Let me say this to you. They were studying about most of the people that have won 100 meters... World champions, um, then Carl Lewis, Usain Bolt, you know the, the names, alright? Not the champions. And they found out that not, none of them were actually a firstborn. So they started studying. And they said that they discovered that most of those people that know how to run very well, alright? They came from homes where they were third, fourth, or fifth born, where they had to chase their younger, their older ones. Amen. Are you understanding me? I, that, yes, that's psychological evaluation. Are you they found out. So, that the reason why they run like that is the mindset inside them. Are you understanding me? They're always aspiring to, they have something they're always aspiring to beat. They took that thing to the track and became champions. Are you understanding me? Now, what I'm trying to explain to you is that if you really know how these mindsets really and strongholds affect people, you'll be amazed. You know, listen to me. There's nobody that does something for no reason. You know when you hear uh, somebody has, ah, somebody just stands up. There's a guy one time, he comes to church. He just wake up. Service going on. You just stand up, go outside. So one day, you know, every time you just go outside. Doing service, just stand up, go outside. Just stand up, go outside. So I said, one, what does he go to do outside? So one day he went outside, I followed him. What was what, there? He said nothing, nothing, nothing. You know, I said, I'll see. I said, did you come to fat? He said no. I said, what, what did you come out for? Because I didn't see you do anything. You just walked outside, just turned like this. Then came back in. Are you understanding me? Are, are you understanding me? See, but you know where that thing started? Secondary school, true and see. Are you understanding? That's where it started. That's where it started. Are you understanding me? Yeah. That's where it started. <laughs> I've not seen, even in church, there are some people that, when they come to church, start, everywhere is 
through. Um, there are seats everywhere. It's at the back. You see that? You see that at the back? Shake everybody there. Then sit at the back. You, you, you understand that kind of thing? You can come and sit here. No, no, no. You know? And then they meet others that are like them. They will sit at the back of the church. You know where that thing is coming from? It's a stronghold. It's a stronghold. Now, your mindset affects how stable or successful your relationship will be. Let's not even talk about marriage yet. Your relationship. Amen. Everybody that's entering a relationship is entering with a mindset already. Amen. Now, if you've had relationships that have had issues... And sometimes, if you look back, it's the same issue. Are you understanding me? It's the same issue that, you know, the, 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 these days, you know, you have someone that is 20 years old, he has had 18 relationships. You begin to wonder whether he started that too. Are you understanding me? <laughs> you understand that? He's 20 years old, he has had 18 relationships. You know, it beats my imagination. Now, but you begin to monitor the relationship. You find that almost all the relationships, the complaint is the same. It's the same. Listen. The issue is that there is a mindset that is driving that person. You know, there are some people that are not used to people loving them. Are you understanding me? They're not used to people loving them. So, if someone shows them affection or love, <laughs> it's a mindset. Then there are some people that come into a relationship, a council of people that came to a relationship, and they believe that, ah, no, no, this is not a original relationship. We have, we have not quarreled since. We have not quarreled. Let's fight. Yes, let's fight. Yes, Anna. Let's fight. You know, they, they, it's a mindset. But let me tell you something. Wherever you came from into a relationship, as a believer, there's something you should understand. In Romans 12, 2, put it up. In Romans 12, 2, it says something powerful there. It says, And be not conformed to this world. Amen. Be not conformed to the way Aquarius do their relationship. Igbos do their relationship. Yorubans do their relationship. Don't be confined to an ethnic or racial ideology or thinking, way of thinking. Concerning the relationship in our place. No, we have a new place now. Amen. Alright? It's called Zion. Amen. The church of God is where we now come from. So our mindset is based on what the word of God says. Am I communicating? So every day we start, we ensure that our thinking begins to change. We receive what God is saying and we apply it in our personal lives. If our mindset does not change, our experiences will not change. Are you hearing me? Our experiences will not change. It's just a matter of time the same experience will come out. There are some young men that have a mindset. They cannot be in a relationship if it's not sexual. So are we joking here? I didn't come here to play. Are you understanding me? It's a mindset.
Sometimes not even the men. It could even be the ladies. And I say, ah. <laughs> There's a story I read. It's is, is a joke anyway. About how a lady was somewhere and um, a, a fellow was... No, no. He, him. A lady was stranded and then she didn't have anywhere to go. So she went to... Um, she stayed at a, a fellow's place. So, he was on his own in a room. And then when they were about to sleep at night, she said, where am I going to sleep? He said, it's a small room. I will sleep on this side, you will sleep on this side. So they looked at him and took pillow from his house and put a demarcation and lay down to sleep. The guy said, no, no, no. no I'm not going to do anything. And he slept. So in the morning, he was escorting her. They got to a gutter. And she was like, no, um, she was thinking, uh, you won't be able to jump it. He said, no, why? And he jumped. She said, ah, you can jump this big gutter. You couldn't jump that pillow I put. <laughs> you can jump this big gutter. You, cannot, you couldn't jump this small pillow I put. That means that the pillow she was arranging, <laughs> she was not serious. Are you understanding me? So, <laughs> there are some people that have that mindset. You understand that? They have that mindset. Yeah, I, I, I counseled a brother some time ago. Wonderful brother, you know. He was in a relationship and he had come to tell me he was in a relationship with a lady. I, I didn't know the lady. I knew, I knew him better than I know the lady. So, we spoke to them. Hello, how are you? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Then after a while, um, he was having issues with the lady. So, he wanted her to come and see me. Um, but she, she was not, I said, okay, let's see tomorrow. He will come, but she won't come. He will come. So one day, and I said, what's actually going on? He said, she's fed up of the relationship. And her comment was that she doesn't think he really loves her. That when they got into the relationship, they agreed that it will not be sexual. Alright? Because he wants to get married to her. Now the lady had a problem. She said, <laughs> if it's not going to be sexual, She's out. It was a lady. Are you understanding me? You know, normally, you sometimes hear that from... You know, but this was a lady. So I said, bring her again. I want to see her face. Are you getting the picture? It's a mindset. There's a stronghold. A thought pattern. And you see, until that... Mindset, that stronghold is pulled down. That will always be what will happen. Now, let, let me go a little further. You have cases of people that are in relationships that are physical in their relationships. You see a brother in a relationship. There he is arguing with the girl. Boom! He has punched her, her lips. Headbutt. It's happened in his first relationship. It happened in his second relationship. It's happening in the third one. It's a mindset. Are you understanding me? There's something that is in him that makes him respond that way. Now you'll be amazed that you say, "Oh no, he has a short temper." You know, he has a short temper, but you find that he has never hit a fellow boy. Amen. 
with a short temper. What did the girl say? I don't think this thing I'm saying is correct. Somebody, a fellow boy called him idiot. He did not give him head boots. Are you understanding me? Are you, are you understanding me? Listen. Don't be in a hurry to get into a relationship. Be in a hurry to transform your thinking. Amen. Yeah. Alright? Be in a hurry to change how you think. Don't be in a hurry to get into a relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know, I must get into it. Some of you now even came for this meeting and say, after this meeting now, I'm going to just catch somebody. You understand that? You know, no, you're not going to catch anybody. Amen. Listen, listen. The rush for you is how do I now as I'm speaking, that some of you already know that there are certain habits. When you talk about habits, those habits are fed by a mindset. Those habits are fed by a mindset. And until that mindset changes, the habits will not stop. Glory to God. Alright? They won't stop. You can start a relationship just because of love. But it takes commitment to keep it. Amen. Alright? It takes commitment to keep it. It takes what? Commitment to it. And commitment is a mindset that someone... See, for someone to be consistent with something, there's a way you think that makes you consistent with something. I've met some people that are not consistent with anything. You understand that? If they get to a relationship, it's the same attitude. There's a fellow I used to know. He sleeps anywhere sleep meets him. Are you understanding me? That, I'm not talking about a child now. He's an adult. You, you, maybe he's your roommate. Alright? You are, you, you are together this afternoon. And then, so, uh, where are you going to? Uh, let me just go and buy bread down the road. You see me three days. Bread I have not seen. Then after three days, you just see him. You just say, ah. He said, I was going to buy him bread. I met uh, this guy now. You know him now. He said he was going to Abai. I said, let's roll. You understand that? <laughs> you understand that? So as I was in Abai, you understand that? And I went for this. And I, so all this is saying that good thing. So are you understanding me? He's still with what he was wearing when he left. Let me explain something to you. If somebody, that thing that is making the person do those things, there's a mindset. That mindset is simple. The person has not learned how to prioritize. Are you understanding me? What is more important? What is less important? That thing is not there. So, it's likely he's going to treat his relationship the same way. On wedding day. Wedding day, like this. <laughs> you understand that? Ah, you are waiting at the wedding. Yes, ah, sorry, oh, Kai. I was on my way to the wedding, oh. No? I was on my way. <laughs> but, and I, ah. I will meet you. I will meet you. I will meet you. I'm in Benway. Don't worry. Go ahead. Do the wedding. Go ahead. I'll meet you in the house. After all, what is it? We are married. A man just 
woke up one morning and walked out of his bicameral home. And his wife was crying. I said, but you know, this, he has been doing this before people got married. <laughs> you understand that? Is it? He has been doing this kind of thing. So let me explain what I'm say, why I'm saying this. You, you're working on you, your mindset. But see, one thing that you always look out for when you are about to make a choice of who to get married, their mindset is important. How they see life and how they see things. And it shows. You can listen, that's why you shouldn't be getting married in a hurry. It just shows that just show, show picture. <laughs> he's tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's dark. <laughs> he's handsome. Or just say, Yes, she's a beautiful girl. <laughs> the guy one guy was looking at the picture, which guy he turned the back. Will you see the back from <laughs> <on> the picture? <laughs> he turned the back. <laughs> All right. So he said, Yes, yes, she's a beautiful girl. <laughs> uh, I say, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Is he a shirt? <laughs> Listen, it takes time to know somebody. You can never separate the time factor in getting to know somebody and understand somebody. Are you understanding me? The Bible says it talks about the heart of man. That is deep. Are you understanding me? It takes time to know somebody. It's not just... And I used to tell... Um, I always say this, especially to ladies. I say, say, you, you want to get married to somebody or somebody is asking you your hand in marriage or want to get into a relationship with you. A young man wants to get into a relationship with you. And... The only times you've met him or seen him are the places he wanted you to meet him and see him. You don't know him. You don't know him. You don't know him. Because he's dressed for you. You know what I mean, dressed for you? Are you understanding me? Yeah, he's prepared. Yeah, she's coming. <laughs> so, When you go, you don't know him. It takes time to know people. I've worked with people, even in um, business issues, ministry issues. There are some people that it takes time to know them. So there are certain commitments that you wait. Some things have to wait for like two years, three years. Because it takes time. It takes time and experience. And you understand? Things will have to happen. Even in church now, you know, you can see someone just, hello, how are you? God bless you. I'm big, blessed, and loaded. Hallelujah. Oh, great renaissance. You understand that? Wonderful. You know, then we now say, hey, brother and brother, come. You will carry the speaker out. Eh? Then I say, brother, let's carry it. And I say, you know, if you, only you know if you carry that thing. They say, ah, what kind of brother is this now? They say, two of us say, carry it now. Carry it. Just carry this one out first. Then you come back and carry that one out. It's directed. But they told two of you to do it. That first day, you thought maybe it was not having... You carry the speaker out, carry the second. Another day, they say, I'm brother. Where's that brother? Carry the speaker with you people. How was it last time? Say, so I will carry this. So okay, now you people should carry all the speakers out. Then the brother that says, hey, You know that that last time, you were the one that carried it. I don't know how you used to carry it. So, show me how you are carrying it. You are still knowing him in a different way. Is that not so? How why are you knowing him now? Because they gave people something to do. Am I communicating? So you cannot just say you know the person. 
because you have the person's phone number. <laughs> you understand that? No. And listen, you are around somebody, I'm jumping because of time, you are around somebody that is not, that you want to get married to. It matters how the person relates with their relatives. I'm telling you, never, you are a sister, a brother, never overlook how the person you want to get married to relates with their relatives. You have a fellow treat his mother. Mama, I'm just respecting you. Mama, I'm just respecting you. You know what I did to you the last time. You have to call the elders. You are holding him. Say, leave me, leave me. You will soon be the one if you telling that thing. Don't overlook. Don't say, no, no, no. He was really angry. That's why he was really angry. Don't, don't talk like that. Or you meet a lady. You understand that? Her father is calling her. Come, come, come. And she's insulting him. Talking down on her father. Talking down on her relatives. Maybe her elder brother or something. Don't take it lightly. So, how that person relates with their relatives, people that are already around them, is, is an indicator. Because everybody is driven by mindset. Are you understanding me? Yeah, everybody is driven by mindset. Let me just give you one scripture. Well, I'm out of time. First Samuel 16. I'm going to read verse 6 and 7. In 1 Samuel 16, that's the story where we have um, Sam, Samuel coming to the house of Jesse, David's father, to pick a king. In verse 6 it says, And it came to pass when they were come, that it was Samuel that looked on Eliab, David's elder brother, and said, What did he say? Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. So some sisters that have just seen some brother just walking to church, he's well dressed, he's just walking. You know, there's a way some brothers just walk. He says, Surely the Lord's anointed is here. Amen. He's the chosen one for me. Amen. You know, there's even some sisters in church. She wanted to sit down, she just did her hair like this. Yeah, just flew. You just say, That is it. <laughs> Surely the Lord's anointed is here. <laughs> you know? There's always somebody will be smiling at you. You'll be reading another meaning. <laughs> but they're just being nice to you. You understand? Hello, how are you? He say, Amen. <laughs> so Samuel, that is even a prophet, saw earlier, and he was almost deceived. He was almost deceived. He said, Surely the Lord's anointed is here. He's before him. He should be the one. He should be the one. Listen to me. Don't marry based on he should be the one. Amen. Be sure. Amen. So he says, surely Lord, but look at verse 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel. What the Lord said to Samuel is what he's saying to you today. Amen. Are you hearing me? What the Lord said to Samuel is what he's saying to you today. What did he say? Let's read it together. I want to go. Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh what? On the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh what? On the heart. Amen. Don't make relationship decisions on appearances. On appearances. 
you cannot know someone's heart except the Lord reveals it to you. Amen. Are you understanding me? You can't know someone's heart except the Lord reveals it to you. So look not on outward appearances. I told you a story about a girl that was in a relationship and was a shocker to me, you know. And all of us that knew the, the lady. Now, you know, I, I would like to use someone for an example here and say she's just like this lady. <laughs> you understand that? But I don't want to maybe create too much attention for somebody, you know, but just like so super. So the fellow, they had an argument. And she said, You will know me today. The guy ran home. He locked himself in his house. I'm not telling you stories. The girl broke all the glasses in his house. He said, Come out. He was scared. He wasn't calling people. Are you understanding me? If you see the lady, her nails are intact. Eyelashes are intact. Are you understanding me? Is that baby sharp? For <laughs> you want me? That's what you would think. <laughs> but she's a warrior. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Look not on the world outward appearance. When is eh? <laughs> this girl. I've seen that. As counseling people, you know, and um, the fellow had told me that the lady was violent, you know. And I was like, how can? You know, because I've seen lady, like, how can? I felt that he was just twisting stories because he's the one talking to me. I said, call her. So we came, sat down. And then he said something offensive. I will kill you here, in front of pastor. I will kill Pastor, I'm just looking at you. I just said, <laughs> my mouth was open like here. The lady stood up like three times. One time she carried that chair. I, I was just looking at her. Wait, she left there with a threat. You will come. When you finish it, you will come. The brother could not talk. It, you know, it's not that because I was there. <laughs> I was there is the salvation. <laughs> you understand me? <laughs> I'm out of time. Glory to God. So, he said, look not on his countenance, on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. There's no way as they say, you can't judge a book by its cover. Amen. There's no way you would look at someone and just assume that they are this or they are that. And that's why we pray. Amen. And depend on the leading of the Spirit to show us things. Don't ignore those kind of things that come. You know, you had a dream or the Lord spoke to you or some kind of thing. Don't, see, don't ignore those things. You are about to get in a relationship. You are already in a relationship. Listen, in a relationship, let your eyes be open. Amen. Don't be ignoring things. Don't be ignoring things. You are a sister, you work. You are in a relationship with a guy. Two times he has stolen your ATM and collected money. 
<laughs> it will see your inheritance. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> don't ignore. Don't say, well, yeah, I think he was just, you know, under pressure, you know. You know, guys, you understand that. No. <laughs> no. He's a thief. Amen. <laughs> He's a thief. Amen. <laughs> then you start deciding whether you're going to live with a thief. Are you understanding? Okay. Am I communicating? You don't ignore those kind of things. You don't ignore those kind of things. Or you marry, you're about to get married to a lady. And she's always suggesting how you sell your property. Are you understanding me? <laughs> sell it. <laughs> sell it. Let's go to Ubudu. <laughs> Since you met her two months ago, you have sold like three of your major prop assets. Those are signs. Amen. You should overlook. Am I competition? That's a sign you should overlook. The, lastly, I'm out of time. There's what we call high maintenance relationships. I was talking to someone yesterday or so and I mentioned it. You know what high maintenance means? See, I know there's some brothers that just like to suffer. And there are also some sisters that just like to suffer. You are not married, the man. You are doing laundry. You are a cook. You are a gardener. You have not married, though. Are you understanding? You have not married. You are not yet married. But the the household chores you are already managing. You have to take painkiller every time. And the fellow will come and say, "Look, look, look, look. My former girlfriend." used to do better. I don't know what you are doing. He said, please, I will try harder. <laughs> Relationship is not a bondage. Did you hear me? It's not a bondage. It's not a bondage. A lady was polishing shoes for someone that she had not married. And I thought I don't have a problem. Yes, but... I, Just points and shoes. Yes, honey. <laughs> Starts polishing. Ha, are you an aboki? <laughs> <laughs> Sister, respect yourself too. Amen. <laughs> respect yourself. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Permit me to use speech English. You never reach like that. <laughs> <laughs> in your house you come from you are very stubborn you don't do any housework when you read there you are polishing shoe do that you just put ring on your finger no you are a child of God amen God has a better plan for you glory to God praise God alright so what I mean is that it costs the emotional cost of maintaining relationship is too high. Since you entered that relationship, you have cried every day. What are you doing there? No, I'm, if you are here, listen to me. This is your deliverance. Amen. Escape in Jesus' name. 
You are crying every day. Every day. Every day you are crying. You are in a relationship. When you are not in a relationship, you are laughing every day. <laughs> Your friends, when they call you, hey, now you are in a relationship. Hello? Hello? No, it's not like there's anything. What kind of relationship is that? You have a relationship, you have to be reporting the person every week. <laughs> are you going to report? You know how many weeks there are in one year? And how many years you'll be married? Will you re- how many times will you report the person? Those are signs already. Are you understanding me? I, lastly, for the brothers, let's rise to our feet. Amen. We just received the offerings. Lastly, for the brothers, you are in a relationship with a lady and you always have to call somebody to talk to her. You have not married her. Somebody always has to come talk to her. You cannot talk to her. Are you with me? That's high maintenance. Somebody always has to, on every issue, somebody has to come to talk to her. How far will such a marriage, a relationship go? Glory to God. Lift your hands up. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the man,